Thanks, guys. This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I am Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperwise. Coming at you live. If you would like to grab Copper Crab merch, get it from our big cartel. I will send it out personally at coppercrab.bigcartel.com. If you want official Entheos merchandise, you can get it on Night Shift or you can get it from our big cartel, which is entheosofficial.bigcartel.com. We have our final show of the year coming up next week. It's with Whitechapel. It's their annual Christmas benefit show. Uh, that's on the 22nd in Knoxville, Tennessee at the Mill and Mine, right? Mill and Mine. Yeah. That's right. And it's with uh, Orthodox in the Guild as well. We're stoked to do that. We're shooting a music video at the show, so come and hang out. Be a part of history. Be a part of history. <laughs> Entheos history. All right, today on the podcast, we have four of the members of Warforged. You guys want to raise your hands as I say your name? Yeah, so roll call. We got a new roll call here. So we've yeah. got Alex Damsky, Max, <laughs> Max Damsky. What's up? Jason Nitz. That's me. Hi, guys. And Jace Kibbers, right? Did I say that right, Jace? You did. That's awesome. Perfect. There Thank we you. go. Kibbers and Nitz, dude. Kibbers and Nitz. Uh, I love this. So this is a Copper Crab record of having. Four guests, plus we got Harrison. So we have seven people on this podcast right now. Wow. This is awesome. I love, I love this. I love it. Hell yeah. Hell Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks for letting us Breaking do record. it like this. Yeah, right? Appreciate it. Yeah, dude. We're happy to have you guys on, man. Uh, yeah, and I've seen you guys have been doing a podcast. Um, so are you putting it out once a week? And you're it's to explain the lyrical content and just like where you guys were coming from on the songs? Yeah, so it's um, it was sort of kind of like a... a a content idea that we had because we had all we all really like when other artists and bands dive into their music or i've i've always been a big fan of that with music that i like i love to research it and find out you know things about the songwriting process and we're really good at gassing ourselves up and talking about our own music <laughs> so we thought we would try recording a podcast series um based on e an episode based on each track of our newest record the grove sundial um, and the podcast is called The Grovecast, and you can check it out on the Artisan Era's YouTube channel with a new episode coming tomorrow morning. There we go. So every Wednesday. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. I think that's a really good idea. I agree with you. It's just a part of the obsession I have with music. I like to know all I, I like to research, find out everything I can about the artist, the songs. And I think that's really cool that you guys are doing that. It's a smart idea. Yeah, it's just one of the many that, things that you can do these days. You know, you might as well take advantage. No reason not to. You know what? I did a podcast for almost six years uh, on my own with a buddy of mine. Um, we used to do it. It was called Nothing's for No One. And that was kind of part of the inspiration for us to do the Grovecast because all these guys have been on that show, my old show, at various points. And uh, I know these guys are good at talking. And that's kind of, yeah, that was kind of part of the catalyst to... Uh, try and make it happen and it's it's fun honestly i think Let's we have a good time doing yeah. it nice and silly so you had a podcast for six years yep okay i did and what kind of stuff did you do <laughs> on there it was a show called nothings for no one and it was with uh, a guitar player in my other band roman ring his name is bill fay and honestly it was sort of like a life chronicle where we just sort of talked about anything we wanted and uh it started with just what we liked and then turned into 
us talking about music uh, every once in a while, we would kind of pick like a genre and have a guest come on and everybody would pick an album and we would talk about the albums. Um, other episodes were just me talking mad shit. Other episodes <laughs> were uh, my co-host Bill talking mad shit. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was kind of like a, a for fun thing, but it sort of turned into uh, something that we were really stoked on doing for a while and then we just didn't exactly have the time to keep it up because of our schedules so yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah. i mean we've gone through periods of time where we've wanted to quit doing this podcast like we literally have literally the other day <clears throat> literally literally the other day we were like i think we're i think we're gonna stop doing. yeah it. we were gonna stop i yeah. i hit you up and i was like <laughs> we're gonna stop doing the podcast i was what's funny is uh we actually we were joking about it and we were like this week we actually quit and restarted the podcast in one week, and Harrison didn't even know about it. Yeah, we didn't even tell Harrison. <laughs> Although I believe that when we hired on Harrison, we were like, hey, Harrison, we're probably going to try to quit doing this podcast. Don't let us do that. Yeah. So we forgot about yeah. that, apparently. But anyway, yeah, all, that to say, all that to say, I get it. I get it. It becomes yeah, well, hard and to And I get focus. how you guys feel, too. You know, I'm, I know how it becomes kind of like a slag from time to time because sometimes there's just day. I mean, I remember there were days when I was like, I have nothing to fucking talk about at all. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what I'm going to say today yeah. on this episode, you know. Um, so I, I get it. Sometimes there's just natural burnout that comes with it. You know, there's there's that. And oftentimes I'm like, OK, we've put hundreds of hours of ourselves talking on the Internet. Does the world really need to do I really need to keep doing that? But at the end of the day, it's it's super cathartic to do and it's something that I have really come to enjoy like you know checking in especially now that we do it live on Twitch it's like we have a common cast of people who we hang out with every Tuesday and it's it's cool to do that and that's what I said to Cheney I was like dude think about we our fans are called golden lobsters that's what we call them but we were like think about the golden lobsters man we can't stop cuz they'll be broken hearted yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Good well, for you guys. I'm glad you guys made that decision because I think it's cool that you guys do this show. Um, and I think it's cool that you guys get to kind of leave behind this archive. Like there could be a kid yeah. 40 years from now that discovers Entheos and he has tons of, or they have tons of episodes they could go back and listen to and learn about you guys, learn about the band, learn about anything you guys have to say. I think yeah. that's, and like, I think that's cool. Like a post-apocalyptic bombed out house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Twilight Zone episode where yeah. the guy's like, I could read all the books forever, but it's but there was like, time like, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's time now. He's got headphones for this podcast and they break and then he's <laughs> yeah. freaking out. No, they definitely could. Another thing I think of is that they can do those, you know, when they make an AI voice of a human, yeah. like people that have, they made one of Jordan Peterson and then like they, they, they took it down because he was really mad about it. <laughs> If you have hundreds of hours of you speaking online, they can compile it and make it into this AI voice because they have you saying every word with every intonation. Yeah, with every intonation. And you can just Mm -hmm. type stuff in and hear the person say it. So I'm still waiting on someone to make one of those of me because I want to do that. That'd be hilarious. Still waiting. (laughs) And Yeah, Jordan Peterson getting this angry at Twitter this year has been very funny, I will say. I don't go on Twitter. I know. So I I'm, not aware. I'm, I'm really aware. bad oh, at Twitter, so I haven't um, really kept up. Yeah. I don't know what's you guys going ever on. Saw that, 
Yeah, up, up yours woke moralists video he yeah. did when he got banned from Twitter. Let's we'll see who canceled no. Elon. Bought it out. <laughs> this whole video. I, I didn't see it. I bet it's. I bet it's great yeah. though. Yeah, I'm sure it's it great. Is really we'll link, We'll send it to you guys later. Okay. Yeah, please. We can do. check it out in the post show. I have to say, seeing all four of you, I know that your vocalist does not live in Chicago, right? He lives yeah, correct. Yep. He okay. lives in Seattle. But I'm getting super jealous that you guys have four members of your band who all live in the same place and can meet up. You're are you all original members of the band or the, did it just work out that you were like getting new members from Chicago? Uh technically I'm the only original member of Warforged yeah. left. Okay. Um and it sort of started out in a way where we were kind of a band that was doing a little more stuff than a lot of bands were around here. And we were kind of getting other people's attention. And then it was sort of like, if one guy wasn't into it, you know, we, I could go on the air and be like, who wants to fucking play guitar for Warforged? And we would get a shitload of responses. But I actually have known Alex and Max since high school. For, I met them at a show that both of our high school bands played. Yeah. At Mojo's, I think, is when oh, we yeah. first played together. And uh, yeah, it sort of was like our friendships were really good. And I love these two dudes. And when it kind of came to the point where each of them had an opportunity to join the band, I didn't even, like, I don't even think we, do we even try you out? I don't no, even I tr I tried out. We really tried. Yeah, I, tried. No, I didn't get tried out. I just <laughs> no, kind of joined. Yeah, you're like, I'm in <laughs> this motherfucker. Much. I was Steal grandfathered it. in because I knew everyone in the band, so yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah. want to hunt. So you divorced and joined the band the same day. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and Jace, I uh, yeah. remember I met you at a party at Danny's apartment. Danny Rodriguez, the singer of uh, the band Through the Eyes of the Dead. Wait, Ergeny? Okay, Ergeny? Yeah, Ergeny, dude. Ergeny, dude. Ergeny. I fucked with that band so hard when I was a kid. Yeah, right? you know, yes. you know, anti-digital zeitgeist. No. What's that? It's oh, one of their, it was their like, yeah. one of the sick songs they had on Song MySpace. names are like Escape Me, but dude, they were so sick. I I, I knew about him before he was in Through the Eyes of the Dead because of that band. That's incredible. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. yeah, we, I mean, Urjoni was kind of like for uh, for our, my age and Alex's age, like in Chicago, they were a band, they were like the tech death band. That yeah. was basically it. And um, we all were like in awe of what those dudes could do. And then when J Danny joined Through the Eyes of the Dead, it was even like a bigger come up for him and everybody in Chicago because they were like, this guy from this awesome band joined a big band at the time, you know, or what smaller of us thought was a or something. bigger yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I actually, he's one of Danny's one of my best friends. I love the dude. Shout out, Danny. If you're listening oh, to dude, this. Oh, dude. Shout out, Danny. I love your yeah. vocals, man. That's well. See, I'm from Des Moines, so I kind of grew up loving a lot of oh. Chicago, a lot of Minneapolis bands. Like Dead to Fall yeah. was one of my favorite bands. I loved all oh, of yep. that type of shit. Everest and loved that show. Oh yeah. Oh wow, I remember Everest, dude. I think that was uh, one of Adam's bands. The dude that was the original vocalist of Vale of Maya was in that band. Oh. I believe oh, okay. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy, uh, the first the guy that's in Skeleton Witch now. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. dude. Adam, I don't remember his last name. But yeah. The original yeah, Vale I mean, Maya, Maya vocalist? That's who you're talking about? Yes. Okay, yeah. I remember yes. that guy. Actually, uh, Animosity used to play with Vale of Maya like when they were kind of just opening Younger? shows. Yeah. And he oh, was yeah. in the band still. And that's like when I met Mark and all them. And oh, we, wow. we did a tour. Yeah. Yeah, nice. We did a tour with Through the Eyes of the Dead. Like actually a, a bunch of shows Animosity did. Way back oh hell yeah! Did you play with them when they had when Danny was the vocalist? Uh, I believe the vocalist's name was Anthony. 
That would have been the dude on their first album. Yeah, it was like in 2005 and six, seven at the latest. That would have been their first full length. That's definitely before Danny's time, a few years at least. Yeah, I I remember when they got the new vocalist and the original guy left or got kicked out. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, We we actually did do a full tour with them, like in 2005 or six, something like that. Oh, yeah. That's sick. That's awesome. How long yeah. I think uh, Alex and I's old band almost we had an opportunity to open open for animosity once. Oh really? We couldn't do it because it was like yeah, what, Tuesday what? at four o'clock and we our parents wouldn't let us like, you know, <laughs> oh, we had skip uh, school and stuff. Yeah. something in Mokina. Yeah, we were like, put this band on, man. We we want them. We gotta have them. So <laughs> it was uh Yeah, it was like the local guy. He's like, You wanna do this? Because I think they couldn't get a local and we're like no we have school <laughs> all right oh, so well. i'm assuming if your parents didn't let you play then your parents didn't let you go to the show did they no oh, we, we didn't go to the show, show no. no i don't they were usually I... cool with us doing stuff but during the day with school stuff they're like no nah, you got to go to school okay i don't yeah. think we knew who you had heard you guys at that point i don't think we knew who you guys were okay yeah but i just remember that and i was like oh i knew it's crazy that worked out i fucked with animosity, animosity between, between the okay. and the show and they played colors in full yeah yeah, that was okay. a good time. What was the other band on that tour? Band. I was there. Horse the band. Horse the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, horse the band. Hell yeah. Another band I thought too. Right? Yeah, it was a uh, animosity. Horse the band, and then there was uh, this band called the End. Oh yeah, I remember and, them from Canada. They, yeah, from Canada, and they uh, had to go home. They dropped off like a couple weeks in, or maybe a week or so, and uh, BT Bam got this this band that they liked a lot from North Carolina called giant. I haven't heard oh, of cool. either of them. Yeah. yeah I've I think, not heard of that band. Yeah. That they the were cool. They were like uh, ISIS type stuff. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So they were cool. Yeah, the, kind of weird. Of course the band's like one of my favorite, like ever dude, like desperate living is like their last record is like one of my favorites, like of all time. Dude. Yeah. And I hated them at the time. I was like, it's been stupid. <laughs> they have like stuffed animals on stage. Take it seriously. Yeah. I, I kind of was, like, was, like, oh, yeah, I was of that mind as well. Like I was uh, <laughs> a little more serious metal guy. You know, I was like, that was kind yeah. of my serious uh, death metal height. I was like writing the flesh rot album on that tour. And, I, oh, and like horse the band would yeah. play and i'd be like i don't know about this man this is joking stuff but yeah later on like actually a, a year or two later um i met i had a friend who was like into them and he was like showing me their albums and stuff and i was like they're actually pretty sick and then a really good friend of mine went on their like world tour as the drummer and i was like yeah, oh dude. john carroll yeah, yeah john carroll yeah respect yeah dude. we should have him on that, that oh, new fucking sawtooth grin rules too man isn't it really good it's awesome it's fucking awesome yeah. it is really yeah. good so sick i didn't know you listened to it yeah, it's it really good. I listened to it when it came out. I was like, "What the fuck, Sawtooth Grin?" Like, yeah, I didn't know this was gonna be here. It was fucking yeah, awesome. very, uh, <laughs> very surprise record. For yeah, 20, for real, too, man. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, they haven't released something like over ten years. Yeah, and John is a freaking—he's such an awesome drummer. He's seriously one of my favorites, and just a really, really he, awesome guy too. He's a sick drummer. He's also the sickest dude, personality-wise, in Earth Tour, the full the documentary that they released. He's like the coolest dude. Oh yeah, I actually I didn't see that. He's so fucking funny in that dude. Oh dude, I've watched it like six times, dude. I fucking love (laughs) it so much. (laughs) Yeah, we gotta watch that. We gotta watch watch it. It's really cool. It's so good. That's awesome. Anyway. I did want to round up my point about Jace. Oh, yeah. yeah. I met oh. Jace at a, at a party uh, of Danny's. Um, 
I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I don't, re- I didn't remember when I first met you. I was that, like, when that did was, I meet Jason <laughs> that <laughs> night? You had a contortionist intrinsic jacket on, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What the fuck is up with that jacket? It was, it was probably a hoodie, but yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that hoodie that was a sick hoodie, and I remember it doesn't fit me anymore. Fortunately, you can send I it know. to me. Yeah, I think it was a small. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, we I met you there and then after your band Brother Remains was done, I was just I hit you up directly and I was yes. like, "What do you think about?" and you were like, "Yep." And I was remember like, that. Okay. Well, and, and Warforge and Burn the Remains had played a show together too oh, yeah. before that point. That's yeah. what I thought. I thought we might have met at that show, but I guess we we met before that. Um, I met you at a party before that show, okay. and then we played that show with you guys, and yeah. then we had already known each other, me and you, mm-hmm. and Adrian and I had watched you at that show, and we were like, yeah, he's very sick at guitar, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the rest is history, man. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Good stuff. So, Adrian, yeah. that's your old vocalist, right? Yeah. Correct. Yep. Or how, well, how long have you guys been a band, first of all? Since 2012, yeah. Okay, wow. That's a long mm-hmm. time. That's awesome. Um, it is a very long time, yeah. <laughs> Fuck For man. us, 10-year anniversary. 10 years. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Years. Thanks, guys. That's I guess it. we didn't even realize it because we're so busy. The, the benefit of what you had said earlier about the four of us being here mm-hmm. is a really good thing for us because we're able to do so much more uh, together and get a lot more done rather than everybody being spread out. Right. I mean, I'm just thinking of all the cool stuff. Like I would personally like to practice often as a band, but you know, because of the way that our band is set up, we can only practice as a full band right before we go on tour or play a show. And the, the idea of having the band all in one place to me is just like living the dream. Granted, your vocalist isn't in the same place, but you know, yeah. As a vocalist, I feel like I can say this. We don't need to be at every single practice. We can kind yeah. of, you know, the band sh- can get tight on their own. So wait, you just want a band that lives in the same city to be practicing? To be practicing yeah. while I uh, get coffee <laughs> <laughs> elsewhere. But no, it's just, you know, that's like the old school band thing. Well, look what they can do oh, now. Yeah, they can totally. hang out in their living room and appear on our podcast. And for the people who are just listening... Uh, Warforged is we have been whisked away directly beamed into their living room and it uh, <laughs> is really cool. I love the vibe. Whose living room Thank are we you. in? Who's... Fucking gnome, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. look at that fucking, <laughs> fucking gnome Chomsky, bro. Yeah, you better put that shit down before it gives you some dome, dude. <laughs> dome gnome, dude. Yeah, they have um, their they, they got the couch, couch. Uh, bookshelves. Got dogs here. Got globes. My mom's got a collection of globes. Yeah, this is our childhood dogs. home, Alex and I. So okay. I, I live with them, my parents. Oh, awesome. And uh, it. it's a very nice room that no one goes in except for us to film podcast episodes. <laughs> you, you gotta have one of those rooms in your house. We have one that no one really goes in, and it has a lot of you have to. books in it. You yeah. have to yeah. if you don't live in California. If you, if people who are listening from California, they're like, a room no one goes in? Oh, there's somebody <laughs> renting my closet. you know i have friends uh, i used to live in san francisco i had friends who literally rented a closet and that and like it was just enough room for their bed and that was that was where they lived straight up three thousand a month kid yeah Yeah. i mean at the time it was less than three thousand a month but yeah pretty damn close now yeah yeah now i don't know at the time you know it's funny looking back the rent was not really expensive and we were we thought it was in totally insane yeah, because you guys were paying like a grand for that when everyone else would be paying a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, because I had an apartment in San Francisco and it was eleven hundred bucks. Yeah, I remember which being like, so bad. "This is oh. absolutely insane." Yeah. And now it's probably I don't know four thousand or some shit like that. Right. Well, along was with the closet. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna just gonna ask you guys a question. So, uh, so uh, along with like living in the same city, how, do you write material all together in the same room? Sometimes. We we have yes actually um, sometimes we do songwrite like that and it's been very fucking killer when we can. So is it it's the type of situation where all of you are contributing musically or what what does that look like for you guys? Oh my goodness! Well, open yes. just open up a can everybody of worms. to do is that. everybody's like contributing tenfold from what we had kind of done previously in the band. Yeah. Uh, which has been really cool. Like pretty much uh, when we had been working on our record that came out in September, the Grove, uh, it started with basically whatever we could we kind of just started from scratch. And we're like, well, what do we really do here? Why don't we try a couple different methods? Why don't we, you know, cause I mean today in modern metal, I feel like what really constitutes a band can pretty much be fucking anything. I mean, a lot of bands, at least that we've seen and have been around are sometimes bands that are really just one guy doing all the songwriting, uh, getting whoever they can to work with them mm -hmm. and making a record and kind of doing it that way. But we've really tried to brace the, the idea of actually being a band and not fixating on just a singular sonic sound or a singular like type form of songwriting. So when it came to us sitting down and really hammering out new material, Alex was writing full songs on his own. Max was writing full songs on his own. Uh, Alex and I started writing all kinds of lyrics. Um, we were getting in the room together and we were jamming on songs and wrote some completely that way. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's definitely been, it's definitely been very, very rewarding. I think for everybody in this band more so than at least for myself, more than I had ever anticipated it to be. And it's sort of, uh, the creativity and the songwriting process, all of that, to me, that's like my favorite thing. And that's what makes me happiest when doing this type of stuff. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I think we just uh, are really, yeah, uh, yeah you want to, why don't you well, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, just, like, <laughs> just, just compared to the, the first record, Adrian wrote, you know, pretty much everything on that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Losing him, you know, we got to kind of redefine the sound a little bit. And, uh, you know, even like songs that, you know, I would write the, the whole song. It's like kind of like everyone still at least uh, would get a say in like if it was like, you know, good or not. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, totally. we would kind Which, of evaluate everything together, yeah, at least like, the four of us. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, you know, compared to our first record, it was kind of like, this is the blueprints. You guys are going to play this. And mm. it's like floodgates open once he yeah. left. And it's like, oh, let's just fucking let's just go straight at it. And write whatever the fuck we want to write, man. Fuck That's yeah. pretty cool. So, did you guys always get along doing that, or was there some uh, little some little heat little bit here and there? But you know what? Honestly, not nearly as bad as I had anticipated. There was definitely like many times Alex and I were screaming at each other. Yeah, screaming, <laughs> me <laughs> screaming. Uh, I was screaming at Alex for sure a couple times, which I probably shouldn't have. But I like to get very passionate. Piss you off, even honestly. Like not really there would like if i would have a suggestion i would try and throw it towards alex's way and at first i noticed our relationship with that was sort of like alex would be like 
you know, very fixated on. Uh, it's it's kind of like demoitis when you listen to a demo so many times, you get so used to the way it sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, happens totally. to me for sure. Mm-hmm. Happens to me. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's a, there was a lot of that in our band, and I I'm a big proponent of pushing out of that um, because I I would bring ideas to Alex and I'd be like this part, you know like we the last good example is the last song on our new record painted heart there was like a whole different section and uh towards the second half that didn't connect as much as the first half and i was like this kind of just sounds like the the I, you guys all shot it down yeah we were all just kind of <laughs> like this isn't really it and alex wasn't but that was one of those smoother moments and i think uh yeah, it was all presented a different idea than after that and we were all on board for it but there were moments where we were working on songs in the room and like Definitely, I was yelling at Alex at our, <laughs> our practice spot uh, when we did when we worked on Pathetic Wish. Remember when we yeah. were restructuring that it's a song and, uh, that's coming out next year? And um, oh, nice. yeah, it, but uh, it's it's cool because still at the same way we've we've been able to be more prolific than ever. And like we have an album that just came out. We're going into the studio in two months to do another album. Um, and yeah, we, we still have more music written on top of all of that. So it's been really, uh, really good because the more we're able to communicate like that, we're not, I'm not screaming yeah. and we're, we're able to kind of streamline this a lot more. And I think it came with sort of the trust that we all built for each other. And, uh, yeah, it's really, it's really cool to me. That's awesome, man. You guys, yeah, I noticed you do have uh, a cool, unique sound and I feel like you guys and myself in particular sort of uh perceive metal in a similar way like uh you don't want to hear like i don't want to hear the same thing over and over again you know i want to make something that's like absolutely i want to make something that's uh, like twisted and has a little bit more personality to it i guess you could say and yeah Ah. what's that Kyle from Fallujah's in the chat. We just sorry, it's oh, like nice. just followed. Just yeah, followed you guys. hell yeah. Well, Kyle, I mean, the, yeah. that that flesh rot, uh, that flesh rot record, uh, just what is it? Dementia dyslexia? Is that what it's called? That's what it's called. That was like, yeah, that's like that was like a kind of a big deal to the band. Dude, like, yeah. When we first started, like, Adrian and I like, used to bump that yeah. record like fucking crazy. So that is it's a good record. I bought it. At the, I bought the CD awesome. the day it came out at Rolling Stones in Norwich, which is Damn. a very popular store. Damn, that's what's up, yeah. man. Thanks. That's awesome. Thanks for that. Yeah. yeah thank you for it, dude. <laughs> that, was big for the, that was big for the, the beginning of the band for sure. Yeah. So that yeah. project is the complete opposite of what you guys are talking about. That's me just doing it all by myself. And uh <laughs> yeah. which is cool, but it was um it was definitely an experience like it's cool when you have a band because you can be like, This is sick, huh? And I like I did that whole album completely alone. So I would like finish a song tracking it and i'd just be in my studio like hella rocking out to it like this is sick but you know there's no one else there to think that it's cool and i'd be like that's literally the, it's, it's that's the best understand. part of making music though dude like, absolutely the best part finish a demo and you're like fuck yeah yeah you know it's gonna oh, be yeah. good it's just like i, I actually have a memory of there's this one song on there it's called uh programming the herds and it's like oh, i know it it's like the most crazy like death metal song that is possible in my, in my mind. I'm not like bragging. It's just, I set out to be like, I'm going to make a song that's just completely insane. And I remember like I spent, I think like two days tracking the guitar and I was like, all right, I'm not going to listen to it until it's done. And then I like just hit play after the guitars were tracked and I was listening to it like, holy shit, this is so 
fucked. And I was just like jumping up <laughs> and down. Awesome. And like, I used to have these speakers that I got at a yard sale for like five bucks, but they were pretty sick. And I had them, like I had my studio monitors. And then I also had like these, you know, like shitty ones that your mom would have or your grandma. Yeah. The wood ones, I yeah, I had yeah. those in there yep. too, and so, like, I and I had them on a little switcher box thing that I got at Radio Shack, and so I would, when I would be done with a song and I'd want to like really crank it up, I would put those on and just fucking crank it up and be like, yeah, because they actually sounded pretty sick. But that is anyway, the best that's feeling. yeah, that is definitely awesome, the best. Feeling. Yeah, that's a fun feeling when you get that done. You're just like, and then you listen to it all the time on your own. Yeah, you're like, and you're like oh, yeah. stoked on it. Like, I know this is sick. I don't yeah. care if anyone hates it. I love it. You know, yeah, honestly, the a, thought of the jank. thought of it like coming out for other people to hear it didn't even enter my mind. Like I was just like, "This is sick," and that that was it. I was on to the next song. You know, pretty much. Of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I really just, that part of writing a record is so fun, and I still feel that way with the record that we're putting out next year. It's like right now, it's still ours. Yeah. We can just like hold it so close and dear, and there's been no judgment cast on. No one has heard it. It's just ours. And I love that feeling of being able to drive around in my car and just listen to shit that I'm super proud of that I've written. And it's still mine. The world doesn't have it yet. Oh, because yeah. once it hits yeah, a release, it's like, it's the world's now. It doesn't even really belong to us yeah. anymore. It's kind of everyone else's. And then you start the process over again. But How many times a week you jam in it? Oh, dude. At least once every other day. Yeah, I would oh, say yeah. Over the summer, I was the same way with our with the Grove Sundial. I was like, yeah, let's stick to it. Like you yeah. know, three four times a week, just taking yeah. a walk and just playing it back and forth. It that does yeah. fucking rule too, man. Yeah, we're like no one. You're like, I can't wait for people to fucking hear this. I know. Yeah. It's gonna I love it. Sick. Actually, I jam it a lot until usually. So when you you know when you turn it into the label, and they're like, here's yeah. when we yeah. want to put it out, and you're like, that is so far in the future. They're gonna have yeah. fucking flying cars <laughs> That's at that point. Ten years from now. So usually what I do is I listen to it a lot and then give it to the label and then I, I just act like it doesn't exist. So I, I don't jam it ever. But. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. What do you guys think about the kind of state of music we're in like that as as artists, I guess from the artist perspective where it's sort of like you're you know I, you put out a new record you t or you make a new record you turn it into the label you know they give you x amount whatever the time period is until it's released like i find that for me i always tend to get like sorry my dog's in the way in my leg I, he's so he's like an 85 pound dog if you could see him it looks here. like an ottoman yeah he's he's basically like a big fluffy ottoman type of deal but uh yeah, anyway, uh, I wanted to know, like, what do you guys think about, like, how, like, from, I guess, from the process when you turn it into when it comes out, is there a point for you guys where there's a time where you're like, I've lived in this music already, I'm now, or do you ever get the urge to want to do something else, like something, some something, like start new oh, yeah. music, oh, we yeah. do even that. if it's already turned in? Well, yeah, we we, okay. We've already there's started. Pro yeah. There's we've probably like, I don't know, if you were to look on, at any point in time, there's like five songs on my computer. Yeah, that are just for sure. Either in demo form or Guitar Pro or whatever. Well, and Jason, what you <clears throat> oh, were yeah. saying, like what you were saying about how you enjoy writing and that's your favorite part of the process, that is exactly how Naveen is. And Naveen, that's one of the reasons that we've, it's been easy for us to scale our band back to one person writing all of the music because Naveen does operate the best that way because he's he exists in such a flow state with music that it's always coming out. And it's been hard in the past for people <laughs> to keep up with how 
much he writes. So it's like almost hard sometimes for other people to have input on our material just because Naveen writes so much. And, you know, we're the two people who write for the record. So when we live in the same house together, it, you know, material can go like very quickly and come out very quickly. So yeah, we're always writing and i mean i have lyrics for the next thing that we're doing i'm that's that's what we do you know i mean how do you guys feel about it are you yeah when we when we had the grove sundial ready we had a whole other record ready as well and we wanted uh artisan era to put it out as this giant double album they were like why don't you guys split it up and we were like okay deal (laughs) so we split it up and we ended up writing more songs for it a little Um, bit more and that's what we're going to track in February. Um, Tim will be flying out from Seattle and we'll be doing that. But Alex and I have just got, well, as of a few months ago now, we got done October. It's, doing pre-production yeah. for all the lyrics and all the vocal demos for our singer to listen to and sort of get in his head. Yeah, because um, I'll demo out like all this. Like, I'll demo out guitars and then I, I, it's really funny because I'm the bass player. But like when I demo out the shit, I always just use like MIDI bass because I don't want to be bothered to play the bass part. Because <laughs> the demo is just to translate to these guys what right. it's supposed to fucking sound like. So I'm like, I know what it sounds like. I don't need to fucking play my own parts right now. I'll just do the guitars. And then, you know, We'll, we'll write the lyric. We're like this time we wrote the lyrics together a lot of times. Yeah, Alex. I would demo out the vocals, then we'd send together. it. Yeah, and then we we send it to Tim to uh to fucking nail into his head. Um, but yeah, so I was just like the demos are all in at my house in my fucking stank room. Oh, we have more like ideas the, after this record. I mean, it's the same thing with us. We have already been talking about release. Yeah, after the release after, after the record, yeah. we haven't even recorded yet. Like Jesus fucking. Yeah, Chaney yeah. and I are the same way. We're 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 kind of thinking about just trying to maybe put out an EP pretty yeah, shortly. After I would the, like to. Yeah. Our our album comes out in March, and I would like to put an EP out at the end of the year. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I also think that you know the music industry is in this place where it it favors people who are willing who write that quickly and who put out music that quickly so yeah i really feel like i was it's funny that you actually brought this up uh i was text you guys have you guys ever met wes how from alluvial oh yeah yeah, we've known wes for a long time probably 10 or 12 years yeah and uh they they were we connected with them pretty strongly on that rivers and Nile tour we did earlier this year and uh wes and i were texting each other the other day and he's like dude he was like the album cycle definitely does not feel like two years anymore he's like it almost feels like it's three months until the industry is ready for something next yeah, and it's yeah. sort of like well yeah think about it like think about when you watch something on netflix or hulu or whatever the fuck and it's like a mini series and it's the craziest, sickest thing you've ever seen. I always find myself being like, "All right, well, now what? Like, yeah, what's yeah. next?" Yeah, exactly. And we live in this. We live in this. I feel like time where there's all of this content out coming out of the woodwork. You know, like there's so there's so many streaming services, so many new shows, new movies, new music. You know, everything. And it feels like, I think for metal bands, I I do hope they catch on because I've been noticing in other genres of music too, where it's sort of like. Yeah, you know, artists will drop two albums in a year or they'll drop, yeah. you know, uh, singles throughout the entire year. Or, you know, you look at a band like, uh, I don't even really listen to them, but like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah. And they put out like three records in a year or something crazy like that. It's nuts. But it's I really think that that's what's sort of the most important thing right now, or at least what a lot of people are looking at. And I kind of am happy that that's the case. Me too. Instead yeah, of, too. you know, it's like, 
what's wrong with more more I'm, from your favorite artists like, i agree i i love it i do too love i've it. always i don't enjoy the like album cycle it's a two-year span that's what they say it's an album every two yep. years but honestly i would at least put an album out every single year like i don't like waiting it's not fun to me because honestly if i get out of uh, you kind of get out of a space of the writing space and I don't like that because it feels almost like I have training wheels on when I go back into it and I've got to like remember how to be an artist in the studio and I like the feeling of being primed to do it at all times because then I feel like I'm putting out my best work as opposed to you know, working myself back up to it and finally feeling when I'm done with that album that I'm at this point where I could make a really good record and then just stopping to go and play live or do whatever for two years. So I really like it too. I think it's all changed because of bands having so much more to do with the production side. Yeah. You know, like before, <laughs> yeah. when Animosity was a band, it was like no one made demos that were anything other than put a tape recorder in the middle of the room, Yeah, you know? So it was a lot harder to, <clears throat> it was a lot less efficient to make material that quickly. Like, so at that time we were cool with, you know, putting out an album every couple of years. But once I got into production and making, uh, you know, meeting people that did that on their own, um, I was like, this is what's up. You just fucking chill at your house and just make music all the fucking time yeah. and whatever. And, and so I think, the music industry is now start, starting to catch up because so many people are doing that. You know, even like you guys are saying, you're making your own demos and stuff. I'm sure those demos sound like pretty good. They're probably pretty fun to listen to. I mean, you know? yeah. Listening to them, Alex. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Alex's demos are interesting. They sound funny, <laughs> and I don't know how he gets them to sound the way they do. Well, but they're not that. Yeah, my great. guitar sounds nasally. I don't know what the fuck it is. It sounds. He's nasally. got a seven string tele. Yeah, he's got a seven string Telecaster, an agile Telecaster with like a single coil in the bridge, so the tone's always really yeah, weird. Uh, and every mix he does sounds like way different. As part of the charm, but yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Sound as thick as some devils, I think, but it's cool. We'll send you guys one after this, and you guys could. Yeah, I would love to hear it. I get, I I sometimes get friends' bands' uh, demos, and I'll get like demo itis of other people's music. Like I had, um, I I had a bunch of songs from uh, Faceless Planetary Duality uh, as uh, in demo form. And I remember when the album came out, I was kind of like. I don't know, man. Kind of like the demos more. Seriously. Like, I'm still so like that so with, with the pre-pro yeah. of Ancient Covenant. With the vocals at the end on the pre-pro that they released, it's so much fucking better. Yeah, like some, you just sometimes you get used to like, I'm weird and I'll get used to certain characteristics. Like you can yeah. kind of hear yeah. it in the guitar, like something that shouldn't have really been there. Like you wouldn't let it go to an album, but I just get used to these weird characteristics and, I'm, oh, and, yeah. I, and, uh, and I... I miss it. And sometimes those things that aren't so clean cut will really make a song. And you don't realize it after you go back and re-record the stuff from a demo. And I mean, that's something that I'm often afraid of happening when I do demo vocals. I'm afraid that... All the time. The the finalized vocals are going to lose some of that cool character that... Because I like to clean my shit up. I don't... I don't let a lot of like weird vocal takes go, yeah. but Naveen. This is something that Chaney and I argue about. We argue about it a yeah. lot because Naveen will really enjoy these, like you know, what I would consider to be kind of crappy vocal takes, 
but he enjoys the character I, of it and i don't really like, her like voice it. will like crack in a weird way or like do something that's maybe not wasn't un, maybe it wasn't intentional but i'll just be like oh i'm so used to hearing the characteristic of how your voice sounded there like i don't want to change it you yeah know? right so but i don't know just is what it is yeah, like I'm uh, with you, Naveen, for sure. We yeah. did that with the, with Sundial. Like Jace and I recorded a lot of the tracks. Like the right channel's me, the left channel's Jace. Okay. There's maybe 10 percent where we did like you know one guy played one part to make it a little tighter for certain things. But that kind of added to that on the album. And I totally agree. It's it's cool having a little like weirdness to it sometimes, and it doesn't have to yeah. be like on the grid, 100 percent perfect. Yeah, and it right. has a little more character. You it feels know? more real. Like the yeah. it feels more or it's more raw. And I think that's what we were going for with the sound anyway. Like just the set, yeah. You know, not nothing like overly polished. Like mm-hmm. I mean it is still polished, but we let a lot of things go that normally we might not. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. I mean so, uh, people I definitely like things to be tight um to an extent, but yeah, I like character in there. Yeah, you know, I like it sure. to sound I just want it to sound like me at my best, I guess you could say. Yeah. You know. And then, uh, oh, another funny story uh, that I wanted to mention was uh, at the end of our uh, our album, it has like this kind of big outro on the album that's yet to be released. Um, I had I was so used to the demo because I like at the very end, there's like a bunch of guitar layers going, and I wrote it all with Guitar Pro, and I was like so used to hearing it with the Guitar Pro layers in there that I I like just left it. Yeah. And so the end of the album, like it goes out and there's like two or three layers that are literally straight out of just the guitar. Pro. Totally. You sound. would never be able to tell. I have to hear it with that. Like I, it, I tried to make other sounds work and I was like, this doesn't sound right. I, it needs to be the guitar pro. And yeah. so I don't know. It's like, that's what I'm saying though. I'm down to just leave it, you know, fuck it. If it sounds cool, we're leaving it. That's, that's the point. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. When you got so you said that Adrian wrote most of voice, right? And with the new album, so none of you were writing before that. Was that like a huge thing, a huge shift for you guys to start writing the music? Um, it was. It wasn't that nobody was. Uh, I wouldn't say that nobody wrote prior. Like. I would say that all well, I know for a fact all these guys were writing music prior to mm-hmm. that, just in general. And I mean during that whole process too. But with a lot of these guys, when they had joined, at least Max and Jace, uh, we were already in the process of writing voice and Adrian had kind of uh taken the songwriting on his own, uh, just based on the fact that in prior years we had always had this like rotating guitar like door of guitar players. And he was just like, well, fuck it. I'll write the guitar parts. And uh, yeah. it started with that. And then eventually he started writing full songs. And uh, a lot of it would come from ideas that him and I would share together. Maybe Not sonically as much, but like the concept of voice and the lyrical themes of voice were ideas that him and I had shared together. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the execution of it, a lot of it he put on himself entirely. And uh Sometimes we would have some input, um, but overall it wasn't like anybody would be like, I have a song we could use for this band. Um, no, yeah. Yeah, he more just kind of took ideas from us. Um, like if some one of us came up with a cool riff or anything like that, and it wouldn't necessarily be that exact same thing that it started as, but I don't know, it would inspire him then to, to use that in another way or somehow incorporate it in. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's like none of us really 
really wrote anything directly on it. Though. Yeah, I don't think there's anything yeah. specific we can yeah. point to that say we did it. I mean, exactly. there's, yeah. Just like, when it. I joined the band, it was pretty much like, I knew that I was going to play guitar, and, you know, it was his vision. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. That was spelled out at that point of the band's career. It was like, so, That's, this is how it's going to work, you know? So when he did leave, it was kind of like, oh, well, we can all kind of okay. do this now, however we yeah. want. So. Well, and the new record, to me, like, it, it sounds like the same band. Yeah, it doesn't I, yeah, sound yeah. like there was this gigantic shift where... You know, it's essentially people writing full songs who weren't writing full songs before. It sounds like the same band to me. So that's very interesting that that's how it worked out. You should tell Reddit that. Honestly, I do not fuck um, with Reddit. Everyone says well, no, that Reddit that's is cool. where they talk yeah, shit. Sick, you know? yeah. is, is that yeah, where the talk, shit talking They talk mad down? shit on Reddit. Yeah. Oh, oh, which cool. subreddit are they talking prog, shit about you guys? Prog, prog metal, they, right? Yeah, prog metal talks oh, okay. shit on us, but uh, <laughs> Tech Death loves us. And, and no, it's opposite. Tech Death loves us on Reddit. Prog Metal doesn't love us on Reddit. I think it's the opposite. It's not. Oh. Yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm 100% sure. Uh, it's I think it all right. Well, Reddit wars and Warforged. So there wasn't like a mutiny and you guys overthrew uh, the old vocalist or he quit? That's what you're saying. Hey, um, I don't want to get, I don't want to put his business out there because yeah. I'm a gentleman and a scholar. I will say that it was his choice to leave the band, I think. He needed to at the time, and okay. we were all pretty understanding of the situation, and we just took it all back into our own hands. Yeah, that's a. I that also happens, sorry to interrupt you, but I love that you just said gentleman and a scholar because that is Tim and Eric, <laughs> and I say that all the time, and no one else says that. You're a gentleman a gem- and a scholar, isn't that Tim and Eric? I don't know. What was that from? I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a real quote. saying. Yeah. I, I read it in yeah. a book actually oh, that okay. was. That predates Tim and Eric. Okay. Well, maybe okay. not being a lot. <laughs> well, I say it all the time. That's amazing. What's the, what's the book you got that from? Um, I read it in a book. Uh, okay, let me tell you where I read yeah, it from. Let's go. Let's it get into it. It was in this really awesome short story I read called "Good Old Neon," which is by the author David Foster Wallace in a short story collection called Oblivion Stories. It's a book I'm reading right now. Okay, beautiful. And I love it. The story itself, uh, "Good Old Neon," is like. One of the best fictional stories I've ever read, and uh, I just love his writing because he's—it's he, like very postmodern and very real, as opposed to like I'm not so much into the fantasy stuff these days anymore. Okay, but, yeah, I'm uh, not really either. I would probably enjoy what you're the book you're talking about. I will—I'll send you a link. Please later. do. It, there we go. It's a very cool book. Yeah, yeah we like to read. Heard- you guys ever heard of that book infinite jest it was a very widely popular novel like in the late 90s and early 2000s Uh, that was his book i haven't heard of it that's rad though sounds gentlemanly (laughs) it's it's also scholarly too there we go gentlemanly and scholarly why not have both fucking pages you gotta be a scholar (laughs) well it sounds like it's been largely positive for you guys because uh you guys seem to be friendly with each other and writing music together seems to be uh I would probably say more fun than it was before, right? Oh my God, yeah. It's just been such a... I I guess it, it was such an awakening for us because we had never expected it to really happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I didn't expect it to happen. Uh, when Adrian was... When the time came for him to quit the band, I definitely didn't realize it, that maybe he was there. I guess I, I did in hindsight, but in the moment I remember thinking like, wow, this is weird. I can't imagine somebody who put all of this work into this not wanting to do it anymore but then i totally could on the other side of the coin and now that all that space was open it was just like yeah i mean our friendships grew with everything and it's 
Yeah, it is a lot of fun. And it was it just felt really just felt like a rebirth, honestly. It felt like we got to really uh sit down and take advantage of this opportunity that we all had in front of us. And I mean, we all knew that we weren't going to stop doing this thing. I think the day Adrian left, we had all made that decision yeah. <laughs> that we had all sat down and we were like, you guys still want to, and we're all like, uh, yeah. So, and I'm thankful. I personally am thankful for that because these three guys are my best friends and I would take a motherfucking bullet for each one of them. That's really, that's really crucial. You know, that's a good thing about being in a band. Yeah. You're around those fuckers all the time. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. You might as well be friends with them. And it's what's what's yeah. really been cool is because of that, I think we've all been a lot more understanding with each other. And that's been really cool too. Um just being more patient with each other and being more understanding and communicating more. Communication is the key. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of one of those things in a band that like a topic will kind of come up. And you'll be like, I don't really want to talk about that. But it's better to just go ahead and confront it right right then and 100%. there or whatever. Instead of letting things fester, because we've noticed that too. I mean, when when things aren't spoken about and it's kind of just this unspoken thing, even if it's something really minor, that those are the things that are going to fucking get you. Those are going to bite you in the ass yeah. for sure, as I'm sure you guys have noticed, especially on tour. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So the name of is your new vocalist named Tim? Is yep, okay, Tim so, O'Brien. Yeah, how did you guys find Tim? How's that how'd that work out? Tim <laughs> is my boy. Uh so years ago, uh actually the year that Warforged sort of started 2012, I was filling in uh on drums for a metalcore band from the suburbs of Chicago called Gateways and Tim was the vocalist in that band and I had an instant connection with some of those dudes uh, a few of those dudes and a couple of them including Tim are some of my closest very close friends to this day and uh I just remember hearing Tim at the time and just being like okay this dude is a beast and clearly like has a lot of natural talent with his voice more so than a lot of other vocalists I had played with at the time. So I kind of made this mental note in the back of my head. I was like, this guy is extremely talented. And then after that, uh, with working with his old band gateways, we just became really good buddies. And, uh, I mean, he'd followed Warforged the entire time, pretty much from its inception. And, uh, our first few times we were in Seattle with Adrian or our first time in Seattle with Adrian, Tim was at the show hanging out. And, uh, yeah, when it, the, time came a call in uh and we were looking for a new vocalist he was the first guy that kind of popped into my head and was interesting because he's he hasn't really been in a band on you know like on a, on a touring band like ours or a band that's already kind of established to this degree where we have an, a full length out and um i knew it would kind of be a different experience for him but at the same time that's kind of why i had also thought of him because i know he's not sort of one of those clout dudes or like i don't know you know what i mean where guys are just or or one of the climbers rather and not yeah. that i'm oh, saying yeah. there's anything wrong with any of that you there, know everybody could do whatever the fuck uh, they want to do don't listen to me there isn't but, anything wrong with it but i personally those are people who i have avoided um having play with our band because i don't same. i i want people to play in our band who are like bros and who we can tour with for a long time and they're not like looking for the next best opportunity to come along Same. yeah so i totally 100 yeah, a guy actually hit me up on uh instagram and he wanted to take some he 
he wanted to get some lessons from me and he also was inquiring about uh like networking you know and i was like uh i don't know how to do that i've never done that i just am friendly <laughs> to people like networking yeah, you're, what you're talking you're about human it, yeah, yeah like it inqui- yeah. It, it like implies that you're meeting somebody and there's some sort of like intention incentive for you to get something out of the person right i like cannot stand that and i want nothing to do with it i'm yeah. i'm allergic to people who do that yeah uh, yeah straight up 100 oh my god that's yeah you have to establish I'm... friendships not network really yeah. it doesn't do yeah. anything for you and to I'm network not, yeah, you have to not... actually be friends with these people you know i, I think i'm gonna get <laughs> yeah, be more. a real person you know yeah. right get more out of being friends with people than trying to attach myself to people that can potentially do something for my band or whatever who cares yeah. i mean it's not going to make you happy if you're let's say your band gets big but then nobody likes you that's not going to be fun that was a that was a large no, reason not. i really didn't enjoy living in la yeah. because the whole culture of la is is networking it's like being oh, yeah. at nam times infinity and i just did not connect Ooh. to that whatsoever yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I, I like to hang out with real people. I want people in our band who are real people who aren't, you know, out there trying to network on tour and get in a bigger band or, or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. And yeah you'll, you'll find I mean, that a lot of the people in the bigger bands who are really cool that we look up to. They don't act like the, these networking types. They're just down to earth people. That's the people that I that I've encountered personally. Yeah. Well, uh, Jason and I, we've been working on the pre-pro for the drums for the new album, and we talked about this the other day, where it's just like the friendships of this stuff is, above all else, the most important thing, I think. Yeah. You know, if like we couldn't play the music, I'd still want to be friends with all these people, because they're just good, genuine people, you know? And I think that's very important that's to the awesome. whole thing, is just the friendships. Totally. Yeah, and I've, said, I've said that on the podcast a million times. The best part of it is uh, about being in a band and all this stuff is all the people that I've met. You know, yeah. Met it's Chaney, right. 100% person. the people. Because that's what keeps you going. You know, uh, I've talked about this before. It's like when you're on tour, you, the touring people, the people in the touring party, we start to feel like ghosts just traveling from town to town. And we're not really participating deeply in the culture of each town. But what we are participating in is this cool, like weird touring group of people and making friends with all of the bands on the tour and going through this like really weird thing together that we go through to tour living in vans and you know just in gas stations waking up in gas stations every day it's so cool and there aren't many people on earth who can relate to that so the the like fabric of being in a band and of knowing people that's just my favorite part it's you know I feel like I can relate to people in bands more than anyone else in my life because we've been through the same yeah. shit same totally yeah how yeah, fucking we, fun is it to like hang out with the other bands on off days dude that shit like oh yeah those are like the best days dude. we <laughs> went to awesome. a fucking water park once with inanimate existence in oklahoma city and we all got fucking well me and max got really sunburned but <laughs> fucking ruled dude and we played like fucking water basketball it ruled yeah that was sick yeah. got ice cream i got voted fucking... best swimmer in the band yeah he so... rules it's swimming <laughs> yeah dude. people don't expect <laughs> it because i'm a fat guy but like <laughs> i used to boy so many swimming lessons when i was a kid that it's like you don't forget that shit sometimes you know that's and true. I was just, I was doing laps around <laughs> Dude, We were all we were all floating down the lazy river. Remember that? <laughs> and this one, this like seventeen year old lifeguard kid, he was like, "Yo, save some pussy for the rest of us." And we're like, "Dude, we're just hanging out." Bro. Yeah, dude was lucky that dude was lucky that four fat guys eight times bigger than <laughs> him jumped out of tight. But uh, it's also Oklahoma, and it's like 
you never know. You know, who knows what somebody would do there? Because tornado's gonna strangers. fuck your house up anyway. So fuck you, bro. So That's wait, he fair. was mad yeah. that you guys were hoarding all the swag. Is that what what you're saying? So we were. And have you ever uh, have you ever gone to a water park and done like one of those lazy rivers oh, where you get yeah. Yeah, a tube and you just hell lay yeah. down? Yeah. So we were doing that and holding hands because okay. we wanted to not be separated on the lazy river and enjoy it together, <laughs> right? Of course. And this kid lifeguard was just like he comes up to us and he's like you know like full grown ass fat dudes with their shirts off and Tattoos. he's like yo save some pussy for the rest of us and it's like uh. Well, uh, yeah okay dude like like yeah all right we will we'll save all the <laughs> pussy for you kid we did stick out though because like everybody there was like fucking like either like a mom and a dad or like a fucking kid so it's like what the fuck dude like <laughs> I know, that was was but you know, I I would I do want to speak on what you guys said there. I think that that's sort of like our mo these days is we really enjoy the relationships that we get to make with other bands on the road, and we really put a high value with just making sure that we get the you know we get the time with those people and and we give them the time too. You know, like I like being social on tour because if I'm not, it drives me fucking insane. And yeah. getting to like you know talk to other bands and learn from other bands and just make genuine friendships is like it puts us in really good positions and it's just I love I like making friends I like having friends yeah. me too and yeah. I think as an artist there's a subconscious fear of like what if you were to lose everything and part of me is like I don't think I would lose my friendships if I something would. ever happened and we couldn't play music ever again you know oh, 100% uh, it's what really matters and uh I mean how many people can say that, you know you could drop me pretty much anywhere in the world and i probably know someone oh yeah know, nearby oh yeah and that's Hell yeah. i mean come on that's way it is really cool to make music and stuff but the music comes and goes and i mean for myself personally i've been in bands that were doing a lot sort of big or whatever touring and all this and then i've had times where i'm not in a band at all and i'm just a normal you know living my life but i've always maintained friendships through it all and it's all people that i've met on the road and like there's nothing like it really no hell yeah it's a good awesome. time i so don't network is what i'm saying don't, yeah. don't be a douche <laughs> don't be a douche <laughs> but, but i think we were talking we we're getting into talking about tim with when we got oh, yeah. on the networking oh, yeah. sidetrack yes. so so Tim uh, flew out here. He was It was funny because we were already considering him, and I hadn't hit him up yet. He actually hit me up because he was in town. Um, his sister uh, uh, has a two-year-old niece, and he was coming to visit her. I believe she's two now. I could be totally wrong. But it's Tim was niece. flying out here to uh, visit her because Tim was originally uh, – he lived in Chicago. Well, he lived in a – he lived in a suburb called. I think he was in Desplaines earlier, right? Before. I want to say. Or his family. Uh, yeah. Maybe you know well, it better than we do. He came back yeah, out here, and uh, I actually met him because he was staying out in Desplaines, and he was just like, "Yo, like I'm in town, like we should catch up and just like you know grab a drink or something if you're free." And I remember like the day he was in town, I was just exhausted, and it was raining, and it was shitty out, and I like messaged max and i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna go and meet this dude and see what's up and max was like i think that's a good idea oh uh, we we're just getting in a good right. story right uh, there let's see if it comes back in a second or two uh, is it us is you it think us? or is it them or are we on twitch that always happens to us yeah we don't it's know. us it's us for real oh that means we're going to have to stop the freaking Twitch. Oh, that sucks. Uh, okay. 
Well, I might have to edit this podcast, huh? Yeah, probably. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, we're still recording though, right? Yeah. On OBS? Okay. We're not live So anymore. we have no internet? Uh, I don't know. It's not telling me that. Yep, we went offline. This internet just is straight dog. We gotta go. Let's get new internet like yeah, today. I know, like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe we just went offline. Oh, we were having such a good I podcast, know. too. Oh, oh, there you guys are. Oh. We're back on our. Oh, God. All right. That's not so bad. Wait a minute. They're gone again. Oh. <laughs> uh, son of a gun. Son of gosh, damn. Yeah, we went back live, and now we're offline again. I think. Oh, my God. Just don't exit. Yeah. Like, really died this time. Okay, well, what should we do about this? Um, Could we just turn the internet off and on? We could try that. Yeah, we could do it. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that real quick. Dun, dun, oh. dun. Wait. <coughs> I have it on here somewhere. I think it's on your second page. Second page. All right, let's get that going. It seems to be saying we're going back live. There we go. <laughs> Waiting music. It's actually having a really good time talking to those guys. I know. This is a great podcast. Janie. Oh, we're still recording though, you say? Yeah. Well, yeah, we need to keep recording the podcast. All right. You guys are going to have to listen to this Janie. little... I think we might be back on. You're going to restart it. Well, we're still disconnected from We're still on. We're on Twitch. You're going to restart it. We're on Twitch? Yeah. Can you restart their feed in the Discord? We're on Twitch. Yeah. Sorry, you guys. We're this having. We're garb. back. We just had a tech. Straight diff. garb. So, wait, if everybody loses it, they have to rejoin, or does it just pop back on for everybody who was watching on Twitch? It's kind of strange. We don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows. It's one of those. Yeah, mysteries. they can see and hear us. We're back. Um, we just. Need, oh man! All right, you guys. We need to get Warforged back in. Sorry about that. Oh, no. uh, Naveen and I garbage. have failed to buy new internet, which we need to do this week. What about Xfinity? How do you feel about that? Is that good? That's what I use. All right, I'm gonna get it. It's right. fifty-five bucks a month. Five bucks more than what I'm paying now. X. Oh, no. Also, it said on we might be able to get some money saved because we're anyway this is perfect stupid. this is not okay. good not good content there we go sorry guys we have pretty much the Yo, worst internet on fi- the face of the earth we're getting so, new internet this yeah. week my bad on that oh shit sorry guys <laughs> no uh, it's so, our fault so, all right ours. let's continue the story so i where did i where did we cut off you were uh, talking about um how tim flew out yeah you were about ready to oh yeah so tim Tim flew out here. We met up at a bar and we had a conversation and he was totally first. He was pretty like, holy fuck. I can't believe uh, Adrian had quit Warforged. And then it was sort of like, I was like, I haven't talked to anybody and I like you and you should do this. And he was like, let me think about it. And then like throughout the night, we just kept talking about it more and more and more. And he was getting more and more excited about it to by the end of the night he was like yeah i'm pretty sure i'm down and then like the (laughs) next day he was like yeah i want to give it a go and i'm like all right cool so we had this uh really cool chance to uh work with him and you know we we had sent him songs we were working on from sundial we sent him i was sending him lyrics that i had written we were sending him audio that we had recorded like the demos and uh he was really into it and uh you know, we ended, we just ended up really hitting it off with him. And then 
when he came out in January of this year to record the vocals for Sundial, uh, he just fucking crushed it out of the park. Like everybody in the band, like none of the guys were too familiar with him other than myself. And uh, hi, buddy. And um, <laughs> he uh, he was he came in the studio and I knew the guys like had heard him before because we had previous, you know, songs that he was on and previous bands. But once like he started recording songs that were ours and seeing everybody's reaction, they were like, I could tell that they were sold. Like Max just had a shit eating grin on his face. Like most <laughs> of the time while Tim was tracking. Cause he was like, I can't believe how fucking good this dude sounds. And uh, yeah, it's definitely been interesting because it's, it's, like that, you know, everything we've done has been a big learning experience for Tim, but I think it's been really cool and it's been really rewarding for us. And I just love the dude to death. And um, I'm happy he was down enough to do our band and then he's here with us. So I just wish he, <laughs> we all wish he lived here and yeah. not in Seattle, but you know, that's how life goes sometimes. Totally. But you got four people there and it's like war forged. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you guys, if you don't, yeah. if you don't name your fourth album or forged, we already we fucked up. We didn't name number three. We we didn't name number three. And Theos. Yeah. yeah. So you got ten. You got ten Theos if you last that. We got oh, yeah, ten oh. Theos. Oh shit! All right, there one. we go. Ten Theos. Because we also Theos. missed Enthidos, which is <laughs> oh, shit, for yeah. the second one. So. Yeah, uh, still be up the <laughs> Frank thought of that, by the way. That's I didn't think of that. <laughs> Shout out to Frank. All right, so uh, we let people ask questions in Discord. So I think we've probably been doing the podcast for like an hour at this point. Do we know how long we've been going for? About an hour. About All an right, hour. so okay. we're gonna have Harrison ask some questions that people have dropped in the Discord. Cool, cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, so first one's from Got Thal. Uh, What's up, dude? Curious about uh, what albums you feel built the anatomy of Warforged. Ooh, today, uh, like, I'm. I'll, we'll speak on Sundial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, definitely, like, um, writing writing shit. Uh, from my perspective, I I always I was trying to like make sure it was really important that the riffs were like catchy. Um, so I think like you know I don't know symbolic and sound of perseverance by Death are like the catchiest death metal riffs of all time so like that was a lot of inspiration or like gateways to annihilation by morbid angel yeah or like hate eternal stuff too um that would be like my answer i would say uh i would say what inspired kind of like the pitch i had for this idea of the grove which is sort of what we call the era of the band we're in our next record is called the grove almanac sundial almanac is kind of the second half of Sick. this piece that we're creating and uh it was very very heavily inspired by like not like uh kind of approaches like by bands that i listen to a lot like the 1975 or brockhampton where it's sort of like you're looking at this creative lens and not just thinking how do we only incorporate one kind of sonic palette and adjust it as opposed to like really just going on all 10 and trying uh all sorts of new different ideas that we hadn't done in different colors, different vibes and whatnot. Um, but for me, I would definitely say that uh, <laughs> a brief inquiry into online relationships by the 1975 really inspired me lyrically on this one, um, as well as like some tears for fears. Uh, yeah, that yeah, would I be my tell. I heard a lot of tears for fears answer. influence when I was listening to the new album. 
Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh for me, like the way I approach songwriting has always been um, you know, like metalcore where it's like the song is like three and a half minute song, four minute song in one scale, and that's it. So for me to write a Warforge song, I just turn off that yeah. and just try to write in not a scale and yeah. just write yeah. whatever weird shit I want to play. And um that's been working well for me just to try to think differently. Um, but not really a direct like band influence on this one. It was just kinda jamming on my guitar and just trying to think yeah, differently yeah. so i like how a lot of the songs flow together and there's like just certain weird stuff that happens on the new album like uh i think it's track i'm bad with song titles so i usually just know the number. but like four into five you guys like did this kind of like blast beat chop choppy thing yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so i was, was like man sick. that is so cool i wish i thought of that, yeah, that was i wish sick. i thought of that <laughs> that was really sick fuck yeah, yeah. this is i yeah. have to say it's fucking insane to hear that come out of your guys mouths right each like in this moment <laughs> that's fucking nuts to hear you guys say that thank you yeah that's no that's sick well i think that we uh-huh. we kind of shoot for like naveen was saying i feel like we probably if we talked about all of this we have a lot of things in common like we also are way into the idea of a whole album that runs together like you know we like our songs to flow together we like prog we like prog that's catchy but we do like to do like cool prog shit and not stay in a scale and you know just go into weird spaces but still be like uh, heavy and scary and all that stuff yeah Well, that brings yeah. us perfectly into our next question All right. uh, from Lincoln Lord. Well, hold on. I want I want Jace to say what inspired him on this album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Go <laughs> I was going to try to skirt around that. What about for your solos? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the same thing that like Max was kind of saying. I mean, the solos that I wrote on the album, I was I was just looking at... Because, um, you know, Alex had, had pretty much written a majority of... Uh, those parts i think that i was like writing the solos on top of um yeah maybe, definitely maybe not in him of broken teeth i don't know i'm a yeah i don't know that that could be a toss-up but yeah either way yeah. uh but same thing just to like do something kind of weird with it and and not stick to any like specific scale or idea and just let all that kind of go um it just it's really freeing to to write like that and and yeah just not not try to conform to anything that's that's all i was going for and just to make it sound sick <laughs> oh yeah jeff jeff loomis is in your dna bro yeah i mean <laughs> i love jeff loomis for sure i don't yeah. I, I don't think that came through in anything necessarily but <laughs> i hear some of that or Hammett. i hear some of that fucking <laughs> peter witchers i hear some of that uh i hear some of that gene simmons i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, with the next, uh, next question. Next yeah. question. Uh, like Lord asks, is there such a thing as too proggy? No. I mean, I you know what? I'll speak on that for a minute. Yeah, I think there is. I yeah. think that like it depends on what your context of prog is, though. Yeah. Because I feel that in 2022, the term for progressive music is kind of like prog isn't I feel like it also brings a sonic with it like a sound with it as opposed to just like the notion of it being naturally progressive progressive music so i think if you go too off into either of those directions sometimes maybe it could be too much but that would be my personal answer so but at the end of the day i really think it's all subjective so you know i I totally agree i mean you can go like way out there with prog and have the craziest shit you know but i've also heard people call metalcore prog 
So yeah. it's all it all yeah, exists right? and it all exists. <laughs> kind in of like a catch-all. Yeah. The term means absolutely nothing. On the path. Yeah, to, to me, Prague is like Zappa. That's what you know. It's like stuff like that, right? Uh, yeah, like seventies, sixties Prague that kind of goes wherever, mm. and it's really weird and bizarre. But I mean, it also there's a bunch of Prague DM that might not like be totally that bizarre and exist in that prog space but it exists in this progressive death metal space so it's yep. all it's all in context for me i've always had sort of a problem with the term because it started to indicate a genre of music yeah where that sort of that doesn't make any sense right because any music that comes out that is doing something new is by definition progressive so I've always felt like I've made progressive music, but it's not like prog sounding and it doesn't do the kind of cornerstone progressive uh, items on a list. You know what I mean? That is true. So I remember that always used to like trip me out. It's like, it's not a genre. It's just you're trying right. to make something new. That's progressive. That's yeah. Dude, I love philosophy. that. It's I love that, man. Yeah. That's like the perfect, that's exactly how I internalize it yeah. where it's like, don't think of it in a sense where it's like, Oh, I'm adding a bunch of parts that sound like a between the buried and me yeah, song. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. You're now a progressive <laughs> songwriter. I'm like, think outside of the box. Yeah. Challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that way, you'll have music that's naturally progressive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. It's a philosophy. You. Totally. Exactly. I think there's a distinction too with like um, being. Um, you know, if you're if you're using the word progressive as like a philosophy for pushing boundaries, I think there's a distinction for like pushing boundaries uh, your own personal way as far as like writing songs and, uh, uh, you know, your, your own musicianship. Uh, I think that's what's important to focus on if you're trying to be progressive is like making sure you're pushing your own boundaries of what you're comfortable with. Because if you're just, just going to try to push the boundaries of like for the listeners, like, oh, we're going to make something even crazier than what this other band did. It's like, yeah, yeah you're not really being honest and most of the time yeah. i don't really like that kind of shit you yeah, know I think, yeah you gotta be i think that's like the most important thing but yeah i mean it's progressive as a philosophy no i don't think you can really go too far in music with it just do do what you i mean it's not always gonna land but like just do what you, you gotta do it's not yeah it's not always gonna land but there's totally gonna be that one guy who lives in you know antarctica who really resonates with that weird prog album that no one else likes, but he likes it. So there, there is something for everyone. It just depends. Are you making something that makes you happy? Then it's never too prog. Yeah. It's never too anything. That's true. It's, yeah. it's from your if heart. You, I guess if it's genuine, yeah. If it's genuine, it's never going to be too prog. Yeah. But it's if never you're doing it for other reasons, like um, what Alex was saying, to outdo people and stuff like that, that that then it's probably not going to sound that great. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we covered that one. <laughs> yeah, guys, guitar players got any thoughts on this shit? No, no. <laughs> you, guys, you guys said it fine. Yeah, Alex, are the fucking go listen to Seven Dust. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, next up is from Hay Fever. Uh, do you all purposefully pick the same glasses frame? Uh, <laughs> we all got the same. The I same get my glasses. I get frame? my glasses at the dollar store, dude. Boy, come here, say that to our faces, dude. <laughs> I vision yeah. so bad that um, if I was drafted in the army, they would kick me out because I, I, I can't see anything. 
Dang. I'm blind wow. pretty much. So wow. So I got are... my friends at America's Best though, because I'm cheap as hell. Hey, me too. Yeah, Zenny Optical, yeah. man. You well, could, maybe... yours at America's Best? I've had these for like three or four years. I totally would assume you would do Zenny Optical. And I'm sorry <laughs> that I did that. Well, <laughs> America's Best was gonna cost me four hundred dollars. So I said what? Holy go to hell. And I went on Zenny because my prescription's so bad. So yeah. Dude, Jason is... used to have the Randy Jackson collection. Uh, I used yeah, to have wow. Randy Jackson signature glasses. That was dude. so sick. Those were fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> probably still have them somewhere yeah i, I gotta bust them out sometimes didn't with they, prescription weren't they crooked because you accidentally walked into a pit or something <laughs> that for years dude those <laughs> things had been run over by cars they had been thrown remember <laughs> uh, the ones you had that were permanently foggy oh yeah <laughs> fog glasses yeah everyone's like oh your glasses are foggy dollar <laughs> store glasses yeah well i because i have a i have the reading glasses Holy whatever shit. that is nearsighted that's farsighted well yeah farsighted yeah, yeah. i got that one so I just have to. I just buy my reading this glasses. Dude I just even buy know reading glasses from the dollar store. Fuck. I know my prescription. I get those. He used to egg him on to like fuck up his glasses live, and people would think it was legit. You know, like he's like three hundred dollars. So sick. I remember that. No, I don't. You stepped on your glasses at one show. You bit your glasses at another show. Like when you first started. I don't think shit. I must have been fucking drunk, dude. I don't. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple shows in Warforge history that I'm like I don't remember being on stage. You definitely <laughs> crushed glasses on stage like a long time ago. I remember. It. Okay, well that's pretty sick, man. That's cool. <laughs> that how how do your how do your drunken performances go? Are the, are they good drunken performances or do they suck? Um, it depends. It depends I on how drunk. Good. I mean, there's fucking um, there's two shows that I remember specifically right now that I don't remember, but I remember not remember. But me and Jace were both really drunk at Topeka Death Fest. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. which was kind of shot. So we were we were just out uh, hanging out with that band Otme. Uh, oh, dude, we from, were just uh, talking we about Aunt May last May. week. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was, was Macabre there, too? We fuck with Aunt May so hard. Yeah, Macabre yeah. was there. Yeah, Naveen, you've worked with them, yeah. right? Naveen has on yeah. two, two yeah. records. I'm old school yeah, yeah, yeah. with that band. Mm -hmm. That's right. Band rules. And yeah. then Craig, awesome Craig that like band fucking rules. And we were partying with them like in the parking lot all fucking day. We played at like 12 o'clock at night. We got there at like three and we would we just got like a bunch of beer and liquor and we were drinking in the parking lot. And I remember we were like about to go on stage and like Jace is like warming up. He's like, I don't think I can play these parts. Yeah. I, can't play these parts. <laughs> I was so drunk that like I couldn't move my fingers and I was just like, All right, well this is gonna suck and I'm just gonna oh, no. go up on stage and just flub this completely. Yeah, it was Shout out to Flub. Sick. Shout yeah. out to Flub. Damn. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, there was one really early on in like 2014 that I I don't even like. I, it was a similar situation. We were like in Champaign, Illinois, and I got like really fucked up. And uh, it's on the nose. I remember being on stage at I all that whole night. Bro. Yeah, I mean, I remember later that night. That was a wild ass night. Later, it was fun. That was when Rich threw up. <laughs> I remember, yeah, we don't need to get into that here. Anyway. <laughs> What was the original question of this? Your guys' glasses. glasses. Oh, the glasses. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We already answered. It's a gag okay. question, dude. <laughs> gag question. I like that. I hope there's more gag questions because uh, you guys know how to handle these. You guys know how to handle these uh, rogue We're a gaggy bunch, dude. We're a gag gaggle. <laughs> What's the next one, Harry? I mean, anytime you want a uh, gag question, you just go to Ben's questions. Ben... Ben Tolls. Uh, ben, ben oh. I like to call oh, him Ben Towels. Ben in the chat. Ben Towels is he his was name in the chat. around here. I don't know if he's. Yeah, we him. call him Ben Towels too. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, he wants to know uh, what Jace's current Donkey Kong Country speedrun time is. <laughs> you know what it is? Uh, which uh, follow up question? Which one? The first one, <laughs> second, or third? <laughs> Do you know all three? No. I, that's <laughs> yeah. a gag, gag question. <laughs> I, I can't speedrun those games, but. 
uh i could probably beat the third one in like i don't know give me like two hours that's not a speed run though wow that's impressive <laughs> yeah i watched He's good. What's that one character? Shitty Kong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shitty Kong. <laughs> well, it's actually yeah. Baby so Kong, the right? third one. No, it's not even baby. It's uh, Kitty Kong. Oh, that's that's Kong the one. Sixty four, right? Um, I, yeah, I maybe. So. Yeah, baby, baby. Um, yeah, and in, in Donkey Kong Country three, they it's Dixie Kong and Kitty Kong, but everyone calls him Baby Kong. He's like the worst character basically, and I just call him Shitty Kong. Yeah, every you're playing it, I remember you in the van. You're just like, oh, I got Shitty Kong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what's the time? We didn't get any time. Said it was two hours. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, we that. did. Sorry. Any time that you would said, I wouldn't know what it me. meant. If he said 30 seconds, I'd be like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, I, I, be like, I, great. I know nothing awesome. about um, the Yeah, there's actually game. this uh, this glitch you can do, you know, in the first world. And, uh, you know, if you do it right, you can beat it in like three seconds. So Okay. <laughs> well, why don't you do that, man? I made that up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how speed runs I, like I'm glad you told to me that. Yeah, it's, you have to find a trick. I'm yeah. glad you told me that because I was about to go tell everyone I know at every party I go to from now on about that little hack in Donkey Kong <laughs> and just sound like a total idiot. <laughs> no, dude, my friend told me. Say it me. anyway. Chaney that'd be would, sick. Chaney would bank that for one day. 100%. When it came up. Yeah. I like busting out facts like that to people and they're like, what? Oh, wow. yo, you got to hang out with Jace for a day then. <laughs> Jace loves more facts. facts than anybody. Yeah. Fucking really? Man. All right, let's go. All let's right. hear a fact yeah, right I'm now. Get, doing that. Give us your top two best facts right now. Oh God! I'm put on the spot. I need like I need some context. Chernobyl, Chernobyl facts. Are good. <laughs> yeah, let, give me okay. Chernobyl, Chernobyl facts. Tell me Chernobyl something about a Geiger counter. Geiger counter. <laughs> well, do you know how a Geiger counter works? <laughs> there we go. That's a fact. There we go. Do I? Bingo. I'm probably gonna get this wrong because now I don't remember exactly. But or at least like like a, like the original kind. I'm sure like more modern ones work differently. But it's something like like I think there is actually a tube in there, like a vacuum tube, and somehow it's detecting like anytime there's like. Some sort of radiation coming through, like that's what it picks up. I don't know. That's a terrible explanation. Next. Harrison knows. I can tell by the way yeah, he's looking Harrison, at. Yeah, Harrison, you know. I, I, I can just tell by the look in his Harrison eye. Harrison was nodding his head at Jace, <laughs> yeah. like you guys were connecting okay, on some okay. can't see each other type Yo. shit. <laughs> that is sick. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Harrison, what's up with it? You you know about this? That's basically it. So it's like radiation can pierce through vacuum tubes. So when the vacuum tube senses that there's stuff in there that shouldn't be in there, it's radiation. Cool. All right. I wasn't too far off. Harrison, you, Harrison, can you play guitar? I can play guitar. Okay, man. Well, you're our new fact guitar player. Jace, get the hell out of here. Out, <laughs> There's a All new right. fact fact guy in town. Yeah, man. All right. I think we're ready for our next uh, question. Q-bomb. All right. Uh, next one's from Progwog. Uh -oh. that, uh, your uh, Grovecast show is really cool. Love hearing the stories behind how all the songs came together. Do you guys plan on continuing to do a podcast series? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I think we're gonna do it for everything we put out. We were talking about already, so or at least some type of video format where we get to sit down and talk about it. So I don't see why we wouldn't. Um, but I'm. I think. Uh, well, I mean, just to throw it out there to for the context, you know, the Grovecast right now we only have uh, nine episodes filmed that we're doing in this series, and I think one more we're gonna do um, for now. And I kind of am calling it in my head season one. So season two will happen when the next okay. record is out. So I think it's good when you guys are uh, charismatic and you guys get along great. So yeah, and I was listening. I was listening to it earlier. You guys um, are good at describing, you know, how your thoughts and feelings during those moments and what the songs are about. And it's it's a good it's a great idea. 
Thank you. I appreciate we appreciate that a shitload yeah, for yeah. real. Especially yeah. like, yeah, it means the world to us because sometimes, you know, I'm always we're always trying to think of ideas of things we could do that still make us happy. Yeah. And kind of, you know, you know, because you guys know that it's like these days, it's like we're artists. We want to make and play music. But today's day and age of being in a band, you also have to be a producer, a creator, a, you know, anything. You put on all these different hats. And that was really an idea that came out of something that would still make us happy while we were still, you know, putting ourselves through some type of different working experience and I think it went really well because of the fact that we all like the songs and get along with each other and just have that chemistry. So, yeah, I think that's thank you. That's probably another uh, bonus to writing together as a band that you guys actually have more to talk about there. Whereas before it would have been like, so how'd you feel when you wrote this one? Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if, yeah, if you guys weren't really as involved in the songwriting, but also that content thing is, um, an interesting thing to bring up because that's something that Naveen and I have been talking about a lot lately that as far as like, you know, putting videos, making playthroughs, that's become a huge part of the whole putting out songs thing. And that's something that we've like learned to love lately. It's become like an art form. It's, it's a separate art form in itself. And we've both learned a ton about making videos and, you know, lighting and just on what it takes to make stuff that looks super good. And it wasn't something that either of us, I think, were really in love with for a while. But it's lately just become something that we both have fun doing and actually really enjoy. That was a hot That's awesome. Yeah. Still, That's really still cool learning. to hear because we've definitely been in that, I think, in that realm, too, where we're just kind of like playthroughs. But, you know, we still we still got to do them. We're, we're still doing them. And I'm always looking for ways to find those types of things. I always try to go for the creative angle. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, I just think it makes it more fun. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just another way to expand your creativity. That's the way that I look at it. You know, if I can. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm at the level with making videos, uh, uh, the same that I am as making music at this point. I've been doing videos a lot less for a lot less time, but I think as it goes on, it looks awesome though. I mean, we, we saw you guys, (laughs) I made everybody, uh, a couple, well, last Friday, I made everybody watch the heavy segment on YMH live and we got to watch. Oh Oh, no. Yeah. That that was crazy. I'm, I always try to make them watch heavy segments whenever I get the opportunity just to see who could like (laughs) basically to see if Alex could handle it, but even he'll, he'll tap out and I'll tap out. I don't, I don't mind the, the, the the violent stuff isn't as bad to me, but the sex stuff is like, it's it's really awful and poor taste. You you know who tapped out? (laughs) You know who tapped out? I told Alex this, but my mom, my mom was watching that to see I, our I video. I believe that. That's she mortifying. was, like, oh, she was texting God. me and she was like, I can't believe that you're, you like this, first of all. Yeah. And like, I don't know about this. And it I was, was just really like, bad. It was really I bad. I honestly, I've never watched Sorry, one of man. the lives before. So I didn't really know okay. the extent of what the, the oh, heavy yeah. segment was, was going to really be. Bad. I mean, I watch the podcast all the time, but it's not the same. It's not in the same way. It was uh, definitely embarrassing. Show shout out, but uh, but, yeah, but it was incredible to be on the show. That's funny that you guys were. We're actually gonna put that we made uh, like I cut like a drum and guitar video and like edited it into the video that Cheney did for the like death metal Christmas song. I think we're gonna put it out 
Yeah, tomorrow probably. Oh, cool. Hell yeah, dude. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of but yeah, the video the video thing, it's been a learning process. I mean, our videos looked like crap at when we started doing them, but it's been a whole separate thing away from music to yeah. start to get like super dialed in with the visual aspect of our band. Because we, we could hire photographers and videographers to come over and do that stuff. But like I said, Naveen and I work in a house together so we can do things on such a spur of the moment time yeah. that it's like, it's better for us to know how to be able to do. And I don't want to pay anybody. Yeah. So there's right. that too. Costs, <laughs> yeah. Right. A lot That's the best part. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Cause that stuff adds up. It's, yeah. it's, uh, you got to learn to do that yourself. You kind of have to be a jack of all trades. Like we were talking about the demoing yeah. and video. It's like, you got to do everything on your own and then you're good to go, you know? Totally. Absolutely. But I look at it as it's like a way it's we live in a time where there's not as high of a barrier for entry in terms of, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, the equipment that you had to have would have been, oh, yeah. I don't think right. we, have, we, we wouldn't have had the option. To, we wouldn't have to, been able to afford yeah. it. So although we yeah. do have, we are at this point, we do have like, I don't know, a pretty decent amount of equipment. It's still within range of, you know. The average person could save up over time and make it happen. Yeah. Type it's of a fun deal. To do. It's fun to do. You or, know. you know, get creative and just get, be weird with it. There's that too. Do you have another question? Be weird with it. Yeah, yeah I've got uh, one last one. Okay. Uh, ah, Butterknife uh, said, if you read Infinite Jest, then this dude's definitely into books. What are some of your favorite books? Oh. Oh, I, man. I haven't read Infinite Jest all the way. It's like fucking a thousand pages. I've not read it. That's like reading a dictionary, but I'm planning on it this year. Audio book. Uh, you know what? I can't do audiobooks. I've I've tried it multiple times, and I don't get the same sensations that I do from reading, which is part of why I just enjoy the... Ex I like going off the internet yeah. and putting my phone away and yeah. picking up a book. Yeah. I love doing that. It's like some Jack Nicholson shit, but yeah. I love fucking... <laughs> doing it you no, know what i, I mean like when jack nicholson too. in his old age he's like you know what i like to do i like to sit down in the tree in my backyard and read a good book i don't have a backyard or a tree in the backyard because i live in an apartment building in chicago but yeah, you got a fence i would say oh, you do have a book you got yeah a i do have i do have i do have quite a few books i would say some of my favorite books are there's a really cool abstract kind of horror book called uh, House of Leaves that's oh, really yeah. good. It's House by, a, I believe the author's name is Mark Danielewski. And it's similar, like it's a post, it's it's written in like a postmodern style. So it's kind of like if Infinite Jest was like a fucked up horror interdimensional mystery type story thing. But it's not like super fantasy driven. It's It's a really interesting book. And if you're into that kind of shit... I'd recommend that book. Um, I also really like The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. Even though it's a children's book, I think it has one of the most beautiful messages about connecting with people in it. And uh, I think if any adult hasn't read that, you should fucking stop yourself for five seconds and just read it. Because um, it only takes a minute. Uh, I also... Yeah, I'm going with those two yeah, for like, now. Yeah, that's well, good. Like Brown Bear, Brown Bear by Eric Carle too. I like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've never read that one, but add it to my list. He's a billionaire. For You've seen it. Yeah, you've oh, seen I have. It. He's got yeah, yeah. illustrations in there for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah like I think Harold in the Purple Crayon. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> books. Come on. Yeah, I definitely encourage people to take up as many things as they can that have to do with being offline. For yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've been Big like time. getting yeah. more into cooking and I love uh, cooking. a lot of different things. Going for a it's, walk. Yeah. Just hell yeah. I think cooking and walks. Yeah. yeah walking the best. Rules, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Go for a walk every day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I try to cook every day too. I also love cooking. Yeah, so I love I cooking. Agree. I'm there with yeah. you. What's We've, your specialty? Deep dish uh, pizza, bro. I can make a good deep dish. Oh, dude. Wow. Oh, really? shit. Yeah, All right, Chase. Like, Chase is seriously like an amazing chef. No, his no pizza. cap. Chase's. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, his fucking pizza's rule, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Damn. I mean, I like making pizza. Like, over the pandemic, I got into like bread baking and, and okay. shit like that, like Love everyone that. else. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just like to just make whatever. Like, I just try to use whatever's in my fridge that's about to go bad and uh, just <laughs> try to make something good out I of it. I love doing that. It's Ray. like it's like being on an episode of Chopped in your own there kitchen. You I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Then you got to get creative with it when you have like limited ingredients to work with and you're just like, hmm, I have this, this, and this. What can I make? Raisin and Brussels sprout casserole it is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that might be kind of good, actually. Yeah, man, I want to add that my favorite awesome. book is the uh, instruction manual for the Mesa two-channel rectifier. <laughs> <laughs> All my favorite books are instruction good? manuals for Mesa. Oh, so my God. One, man. I love yeah, a chapter it, in that book. Uh, the part where it talks about how the tone controls affect the uh, control after it. Yeah. yeah, the rising action. The treble uh, control, how that works. Great climax. Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, you can relate that into life in some way, right? Uh, some sort of metaphor. If I knew more about Probably. it, I would, if I knew more, I'm not about, witty enough to think of it right now. If I knew more about the, what you were talking about, I could try to do it, but it'd take me a while. <laughs> you guys ever watch any uh, Alexander Payne films, like uh, about Schmidt or uh, Sideways, Sideways, or like Nebraska or anything? I like saw that? Sideways when I was a kid, but you know what? I was reading about Jack Nicholson and about Schmidt. Someone said that about Schmidt was his last great movie, and I was really thinking I need it's to awesome. watch it. Yo, uh, it's, it's not great. streaming anywhere. As a gift from me to you two, I will send you guys $3 for the YouTube rental. <laughs> so you two could have a movie night and check this out because I will tell you, movies about the small victories in life, they hit home for this guy okay. right here. Absolutely. All right. Love it. Well, that sounds great. So check out all those yeah. books yeah. and also everyone go watch About Schmidt. Yeah. Well, I think really that would probably be a good place to end it. Totally, yeah. What are you thinking, Cheney? Cool. Yeah, let's end it. Thank you guys yeah. so much for being yeah, on the podcast. Guys. I'm sure we'll do another one together. You guys are great guests. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, totally. Thank you. We Thank really you appreciate it. Also, we just want to plug that we dropped a new single like two minutes ago. So go awesome. check that shit out. It's oh, like shit. a little different. Awesome. We'll play okay. it. We'll play it in our post show. Yeah. As well. uh, yeah. It's up Hell on YouTube yes. or Spotify or what? It's only on Bandcamp right now, exclusively for free download, and we have the music video live, I believe, right now on YouTube. You could go check it out. Okay, cool. It's, one of the, it's a really cool song, uh, but it's something very different that you may not expect. Beautiful. Awesome. I love that. Well, yeah, thanks. I wanted to thank you guys as well for coming on the uh, show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah it's thank cool. you guys for having us. It's cool talking of to like-minded musicians. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can tour together at some point. Yeah, I hope so. That would that be, would be amazing. Love that. If it's the day, we'll be there, Hell kids. Yeah. For real. All right, you everyone. We're ev- always down. Fuck yeah. All right, well, everyone, go check out the new Warforged single. What's the name of it? Enpo. Awesome. Check that out. Check out Grovecast tomorrow. What song are you guys going over tomorrow? Self-Destruct Seminole. The song with the skipping at the end. Oh, yeah, like, oh, you mentioned. Yeah, love it. Awesome. Song. Can't wait to listen All to right, it. All right, you guys. Thanks again. Yeah, thank we'll, you guys. We'll Have a great night. Thank you so much. much. Love, y'all. You too. Peace.